0: Because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning. Don't think you are better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourselves by the faith God has given us. Just as our bodies have many parts, and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body, and we are belonging to each other. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Don't just pretend to love others. Ooh, can we, can we go back to that? Don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. Hate what is wrong. Hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection and make delight in honoring each other. Verse 11. Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. You can keep reading it, but I'd like for us to stop right there at verse 11. Go home this week and read. In this message I want to talk to you about is, I want to talk to you on the topic of membership has privileges. Membership has privileges, or what American Express would say, membership has its privileges, right? You know, in the King James Version of the Bible, instead of saying our body has parts, it says this, it says in verse 4, for as we have many members in one body, but all the members do not have the same function. Think about that. In your body, uh, the Apostle Paul says that we have members. The, uh, we would call them body parts. But in uh, Paul's description, he would say member. Even though we are one body, but we have many members uh, uh, that function the way they should function. Your hand does not do the same thing as your feet. Your, your ears does not do the same thing as your hands. Your eyes do not do the same thing as your ears. And so I want to talk to you about membership has privileges, and I'm going to give you a couple things, and then next week I'm going to uh, begin again. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. Bless your word. Help us to see what you have, uh, want us to see. Bless the hearer of the word. Bless the, uh, them so that they can uh, apply what they learned today. Lord, bless our hearts that we may receive and our mind we may understand. Help me, Lord, in my physical body to deliver this message. We honor you in the name of Jesus. Amen. You know, uh, has anybody here ever been part of a health club? You know, 24-hour fitness president. Back in the day, was everybody wanted to be part of the president and first lady uh, uh, health club, right? And every year, did you know that the biggest sign-up of membership every year? What month do you think that is? January. January, because everybody make a New Year's resolution, and by the time March rolls around, uh, most of those members that were so gung ho in January gone. They drop out. They end their membership. Has anybody here been a guest uh, into a a club and you were there and you were brought in by a friend or a person that has membership? Has anybody been? Yes, I've, I've been to places. They're like, would you like to come with me? He says, sure, but I'm not a member. It's okay. I am a member, and one of the privileges I have is to take a guest with me once a year or twice a year or every quarter, right? And when you're with your guest uh, uh, there or your, your host there, you are allowed to enjoy everything that is part of that plan. Uh, but then there's always this one door uh, that you want to walk into. And it, but it, the thing is, it only says this, members only. And, you know, I'm always inquisitive, especially cool places. You know, you're like, man, this place is cool. And you're like, if it's cool like this, then what's behind door number one? Right? And it says right there, I want to walk in. And even though I am a guest uh, there and I came with a member, but I am not allowed to go behind the membership only door. And in the same way as the body of Christ. You know, there's a lot of people that go to church every week. Don't you invite people to the church? Has anybody ever invited people to the church? Three people lifted their hands. Wow. Has anybody ever invited a friend of yours to the church? Amen. Yes, you have. I'm not saying today. I'm just saying as all. But there are a lot of people that would attend, but because they do not invest or invest their time uh, or give of their uh, tithe and offering, that they don't have the same privileges as you and I. Did you know that until we become family members of Christ, there are certain privileges we uh, uh, we don't have access to? You know, you can go to church. I've known people that go to church because their their spouse went to church, but they were never believers. They went because their spouse went, and they did it because their spouse went with them, but they never benefited from having uh, access to the things of God that a member would. Isn't that right? You know, when you join that club, that, that health club, 24 hour or whatever, did you know that every you know, 24 hours, like they open 24 hours, you can go in there at any time you want and stay as long as you want and you have access to everything you want. But if I'm not a member and you brought me a guest, but the time that you leave, I have to leave. I don't have the benefits of being a member, even though I felt that while I was there, I have benefits. Don't do that to yourself this new year. Get yourself involved in becoming a member of the body of Christ. Get yourself involved because membership has privileges. One of the things I want to tell you that membership has is there's a sense of belonging. You know, the, one of the biggest problem with the, today is everybody wants to belong somewhere. Don't, don't you? You know, uh, when, when we go to a place, you want to feel like you belong there. Yeah. Have you ever gone to a place and people didn't tell you what the attire is? And you show up and everybody's dressed up nice and you're in, you're in ripped blue jeans and your T-shirt. You've been working, uh, you know, in the yard. And they say, oh, just come as you are. And then when you show up, everybody's like, whoa, what? I have a friend, and and I won't tell you, but uh, they've been here to the church. And and he said that their culture is when a wedding comes, they just come in like blue jeans and T-shirt. And then so my friend ended up marrying a Vietnamese girl. And you know how us Vietnamese folk do okay, and Chinese folk, when we have wedding, we dress to the nine. I mean, women will bring out their best diamond earrings. I mean, uh, they'll bring out the necklace. It's like we're going to the Oscars, (laughs) right? And I I remember my friend uh, said that, man, my culture, but then you know, he married a Vietnamese, everybody was dressed up, and then people from his culture showed up, and they were in blue jeans and T-shirt, and guess what? They did not feel like they belonged. Because they were just like, oh, I'm out of place. You know, have you ever been there where that happened to you? Especially when you go to a place, it's like, oh, it, people just come in, you just come on by for dinner, it's just going to be regular folks, and everybody's dressed up in a suit. And you come in, I said, I thought you said it was going to come as you are. Right? And, and that's the same way we, we do to God. When we come to church and we don't have an investment, because the Bible says where your treasure is, there your heart will be. You know why a young man would be married to a woman and then give her this nice big wedding ring? It's expensive. Because you know is that's because she's got his heart. That's why she got his money. But the reality is, she got his treasure. That's why she has his heart. And that, tell me like this uh, anybody here, you've never owned a stock, you know, uh, the, like uh, Google stock, or you own some kind of stock. You've never bought it before on the stock exchange. But the minute you buy it, you be checking it every day. Why? It's because your treasure is there. And when your treasure is there, you want to check it to make sure it's all right. Isn't that funny? It's like, until you own a stock in a company, you never check it before, but the minute you buy, you check it every day. Why? It tells you. That's why a man, when he's given his woman or his wife a ring, something expensive, he's checking on her every day, or he should. That's why when Jesus died for His church, He says that we are joint heirs with Him. And because we are joint heirs, His treasure is in His church. That's why He's always checking on us every day. Isn't that right? You, you You see older couples. You know, they've been married 50, 60 years. And one of them would pass away, and most of the time, not all the time, but most of the time, the spouse would die within a year. Look at uh, the former president, H.W. Bush. His wife, Barbara, had died, like somewhere in April, I believe. And then in November, he passes away, right? It's because now a part of him had died, because why? She was checking on him every day. You see, brothers and sisters, when we are a member of a body, when you are invested in that body, guess what? You feel like you belong. That's why we are very cautious when we, pe- we teach people that uh, have come into the church and into our body. We don't use churchese, church, church verbiage, because they don't understand what we're talking about. We speak in code don't we? It's because membership provides the sense of belonging. And let me tell you, research shows us that there is a sense that every human being born, there has to be a sense of belonging. You and I cannot be isolated because uh, that's not normal, because we are very social being. What do you think about it? Adam was made perfect, was he not? But yet, Every day he spoke with the Lord. Why? He didn't need to speak to anybody. He was perfect in himself. But yet he spoke to the Lord every day. Because God is social. He invented social. (laughs) We just added social media. No, he was the first one. Think about it. Adam was perfect, but God still wanted to talk to him every day. And Adam wanted to talk to him every day. I'm like, why? If you're perfect, you don't need anyone to talk to you. Hmm, that's a thought. Because when you have membership, there's a sense of belonging. Look at Ephesians 2.19. Now, therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. Look at that. You are no longer stranger and foreigners, but fellow citizens with saints and the members of households of God. You know, we, and I'm not trying to politicize anything, okay? I'm just saying. We have this big thing now the, among the politicians, and they're arguing you know, about uh, immigration and all this thing. But one of the things that, uh, uh, um, when you're a citizen, there are some responsibilities, One of the things, as a responsible citizen, you pay taxes. You abide by the rules. And the biggest argument is non-citizens don't pay taxes, but they have access to the things that members should only have access to. Hello. Right? That's why you put it into a personal term when a person have uh, uh, privileges that they have never invested in, it's wrong. That's why fornication and adultery is wrong. Because you can have the privileges of marriage, but you've never invested into the marriage. That's what we do to the house of God. We come and we benefit from good music, and we benefit from the anointed singing. We benefit because people spent the week in prayer, and we leave, and we use, but we've never invested. Now, I know I'm not trying to be hard. I'm just speaking about God really put this on my heart about membership months ago. I just wanted to have us start out the year. You know, one of the great thing is about health clubs is, no matter if you go to the health club, let's say you you started in January and by March you don't go, but did you know that April comes around, as long as you have paid your membership, you still walk right in. Isn't that funny? But I can't walk right in. And they said, Sir, why are you here? He goes, Well, I came with my friend in January, but Sir, you're not a member. Well, I was here before. He goes, That's because they're a member, but they haven't been back. Sir, this membership card, that's not your name. And we can only allow the person with the membership card to use our facility. You see, it doesn't matter if you go to that physical place, but when you have investment into it through prayer, through your efforts, through your finances, God says you're part. And if you allow God to bring into your life. See everybody, brothers and sisters, no matter where you go, I've been all over the world, and you guys know there's only two continents I haven't visited. And everywhere I go, no matter the culture, no matter the language, if they're wealthy, middle class, or even impoverished. Everyone has a need for belonging. And he says that you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens and members in the household of God. Did you know that no matter what you look like, I need you and you need me? The second thing, I only have three things. Memberships give you access. Doesn't it? Doesn't membership give you access? Look at what it says in Hebrews 4.16. Let us therefore come boldly before the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. You know, uh, for all you that love to work out, right? If you need a leg press, you need, you're in need of a leg press, When you have a membership, you have access to that piece of equipment. You see what I'm saying? See, when people, when you're a member of this body, of this church, a seat at the table, if you were to call me up and say, Pastor, I need to speak with you, guess what? You have access. Right? But when you're not a member... I have to give the member the priority over the non-member. Why? It's because the member have prayed for me. The member has invested into me and my family. The member has invested into the operation of the physical church, but also into the spiritual church. You see what I'm saying? If two were to call me up tomorrow and say, Pastor, I need to talk to you right now after I get off of work. Can I come by or can we meet? Yes, I will make room for you. When can we meet? Well, so and so, where do we meet? Boom. See, membership gives you access to things others do not have. Brothers and sisters, not only do we need a sense of belonging, but we need to have access to the things of God. We need to have, when you're not a citizen of this nation, you don't have the privilege or the access to the voting machine, right? You don't. You can live, do things, but you don't have a voice in any of that. Am I boring you? Membership gives you access. Not only that, the Bible says that when you need the Lord, you can go, go boldly before the throne of grace so that when you are a member of God's children, uh, family, you have the grace. God says that whenever you cry out to me, I will answer you. Wow, Lord. Is because I've done the things that is needed. The third thing that God, a uh, uh, membership uh, gives you privilege, it gives you safety. Oh, Really? Look at what it says in Proverbs eleven fourteen. Where there is no counsel, the people fall. But the multitude of counselors, there is safety. Did you know that I am so glad that I've got uh, men uh, uh, and women in this church that when I'm not seeing certain things, I can call up uh, Pastor Dan. I can call up Brother uh, Pastor Peter. I can call up uh, one of you and say, man, what do you think about this? They're like, Pastor, that's just (laughs) cray-cray. I wouldn't do it. Oh, okay, why? See, when you are by yourself and only yourself, you're fighting for your marriage by yourself. But there are people in our church that have gone before you. I've had some people over my house and they asked me, I asked them, what is the biggest surprise when it came to your marriage? And some of them said like this, Pastor Jeremiah, I didn't realize it was so hard. Right? And then I said, what is the biggest blessing that you have? And they said that, you know, the biggest blessing is knowing, one of them said, knowing that I have somebody always on my side. See, that's the body of Christ. When you're a member, you know what? Well, when you have a prayer request, you say, Pastor, I'm dealing with this. My mom is upset with me. And I say, okay, let's pray. Let me give you some wisdom. Let's touch and agree. You have someone to help you. But when you're by yourself, you have no safety. He says that in a multitude of counselors, there is safety. Who's checking on each of us? Who's checking on you? When you're a part of a membership, they call you. And then there's special time. They have special programs. They're calling you. Hey, can I pray for you? Hey, can I do? Hey, let's get together for dinner. Hey, let's get together for, let's hang out. Hey, how are you doing, sister? How are you doing, brother? God woke me up in the middle of the night praying for both of you. Wow. Yeah, I've, I've had that happen. And I call up a couple and say, hey, how y'all doing? God woke me up uh, in the middle of the night, I'm praying for you. Go, Oh, Pastor, we just had a falling out last night. Well, you could have had a, and I said, is things better? He goes, yeah, all of a sudden we were uh, in disagreement and things got better. I said, that's probably when I woke up and started praying for you. <laughs> you need that in your life. Because there is safety. You know, uh, we always say like this. You know why that people do, that started turning cars over when, when uh, 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 riding happens? They wouldn't do it if they're by themselves. <laughs> you ever notice that? Yeah. A four foot five guy get real strong when he's with his ten friends. <laughs> right? But when he by himself, you're like, oh, oh okay. It was why? Because the multitude gives you strength. And so, brothers and sisters, do not negate, do not uh, 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 shun away from being a member of the body of Christ. Yes, as a whole, the church, as a worldwide, but the local body of Christ will help you through. You're not meant to be by yourself. You're not meant to be uh, 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 isolated. God created social things for you and I. Don't just fight the enemy by yourself. But because membership has privileges, membership has requirements. What? You know what the old saying goes, no deposit, no withdrawal. Really? Because the Bible says that you will reap what you will sow. And it says in Matthew 6, it says this, it says, Give, and it shall be given unto you. And we usually use that, talking about money, but nowhere in that scripture it actually talks about money. Because before that it says, Judge not that you be judged. Right? With the same measure. And it goes on, it says, And it give, and it shall be given unto you. And it says that the same measure that you give, men will give unto your bosom. You know, it's funny, I heard a pastor say like this, uh, he was counseling a, a single mom. She had a bunch of kids and nobody would watch him. And he said, well, just come to the office and um, let them be here. And my secretary will sit out here and they can just be out here. And my secretary will have the door open. And, and all of a sudden he said, Pastor, um, I don't know why my kids are always screaming at me. Right? Why my kids always scream at me? I don't know why. And she turns around, she says, y'all be quiet out there. You read what you sow. And when you sow, it never just comes back one seed, y'all. When you give one seed, it comes back a tree with bushels of apples. So now she's got three, four kids. They're a whole lot yelling. You see, membership requires certain things. Lastly, I want to read this to you in Matthew 5. Can we go to Matthew 5? Now, this is going to mess you up. I've never seen it like this, but it's going to mess, it mess me up. It says, if your right eye, in Matthew 5, 29, verse 30, it says, if your right eye calls you to stumble, gouge it out and throw it away. <laughs> wow. It is better for you to lose one part or one member of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell and if your right hand causes you to stumble, cut it out and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one member or one part of your body than for your whole body to go to hell." Oh, when I read that, it messed me up. Because there are certain things in our body that would cause chaos have you ever, you know, I remember <clears throat> having a, my friend who's a doctor, he, he works in geriatrics and he's a wound care doctor, and he said that he was taking care of this lady and her wound would not heal. And so what they had to do was amputate, some of you are nurses here, I know Ying is nurse, they would amputate her leg. Because why? If they don't cut off that leg, it would affect her whole body. And when I read this, I said, wow, it's better to take a member out. It's better to cut off a member. What? Than for the whole body to go to hell. How many times have you been in places where you wish some members would be gone? You know, it says that it's the little fly that spoils the whole ointment. Imagine that. And often I said, God, as every pastor, every leader, we want to have every member healthy. We don't want an amputated leg. We don't want an amputated arm. But if that amputated arm is affecting the body, oh, that messed me up. When I read that, that really, I kept reading that. And I said, oh, God, we're talking about individual. And God was talking about the church. We are the body of Christ. We are members, but one body. And what else does it say? It says that when you don't do it, or when it calls you to stumble, it says, cut it off and throw it away. He didn't say, keep it on the corner. Well, you don't want an arm on the corner anyway. But the point of it is, it's better for you to lose one part of your body body than your whole body to go into hell. Man, that really spoke to me in a different way. And lastly here, 1 Corinthians 12, 26, and I'm going to close with this. If we are all members of the same body, pray and say, God, I want to be a good, healthy member of the body. Think about it for a minute. Don't you? Who here wants to have unhealthy body? Not me. You know, I go to the doctor, my cardiologist, and he says, uh, Mr. Chung, pastor, he's a Christian, Chinese doctor. He said, you need to lower your sodium intake. Right? I know mama's cooking with the nuke mama and everything, but lower the fish sauce, that's what it is, nuke mama, is fish sauce, sodium, your salt intake, because if you don't, it will cause more harm to your body if you're not careful. See there are things in our life that we have to refrain from even though we want to do it. Oh don't we? Man, don't you want to eat that salty food? I do. And it tastes so good, especially, don't you like eating that steak and it has that extra fat in it? Because that's the best part. But the doctor said, sir, you keep eating like that, it's going to affect you. It's best to refrain. So what I want to tell you, members, is in 1 Corinthians 2, 12, 26, it says, and if one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. Or if one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. You know, when I stand as a pastor and I see you are joyful. I see that your, your relationships are happy, your children are happy. I see that you are blessed, not just spiritually, but blessed financially. Uh, I see that you're blessed using your gift for God, and that you walk with a step. And I see that you walk in, and your, your mind is healthy, your spirit is healthy, your emotion is healthy. It makes me rejoice for you. You know what I asked the Lord? and said, God... I want to be a healthy member of this church. You're like, Pastor, we hope so, because you're the pastor. (laughs) If your head is cray-cray, then your whole body's gonna be cray-cray, as my kids would say. But you know, honestly, we want to be a healthy member. If you're gonna have a resolution this year, have a resolution. To say, I want to be a healthy member of the body of Christ. I want to be a healthy member. I want to use my gifts. Because I don't want to cut off anybody. You know, it's no fun. Because guess what? Anytime you remove a member of your body, it hurts. It hurts. Has anybody here ever gone in the operate, ever been on an operation table in a hospital? I have. I've had uh, a rupture appendicitis when I was, uh, my brother-in-law would know, he's the one that drove me to the hospital. I, I didn't realize that. And you know, the crazy thing is, they put me under and they put, and I don't even know how I got back into my hospital bed And the doctor would come in, and I'm in pain. I'm in pain. And I said, doc, am I gonna be okay? And the doctor says, yes you are. But actually, the pain actually hurt more than when my appendicitis was inflamed. But yet he says that if we didn't take care of that and cut it out of you, You could have died. Wow. You know, anytime you have a cutting, it hurts. And guess what? When you're missing parts of your body, you miss it. You miss it. But you know what? Sometimes there are things that we have to do so that we can have greater privilege with God. You know, this year, brothers and sisters, you know, let us just stand. This year